0: Hello friends and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, and I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLovingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate when you listen to us talk shop about hockey. You're one of the main reasons we do this every day. On tonight's podcast, there were a couple of fun things that I thought would be worth discussing. We are going to be continuing our Advent Calendar series towards the end of the show, which if you haven't heard this series so far, we basically just walk through some really special players, some great moments, and all of the fun stuff from the last several years of Jets Hockey. Before we get to that, though, I thought I would spend some time talking about a couple of Jets-related things. The first thing I thought would be worth discussing is whether or not the Jets should actually go after Jacob Chikrin, who apparently might be on the trading block from the Arizona Coyotes. If you've never seen Chikrin play, he is one of the best offensive defenders out there, a, a likely number one kind of blue liner compared to what the Jets have, and still probably a number one on most pretty darn good teams, so it's obvious that... When it comes to a top pairing blue liner, at at the bare minimum, you're getting a number two or more than likely a number one. After that, we'll also talk a little bit about Winnipeg's next game against the Washington Capitals and uh, some stuff that I foresee coming out of this game. I think the Jets are going to have a very difficult time against this Capitals team for a couple of very specific tactical reasons. But first, let's talk about Chukran, who quite honestly is one of my favorite skaters in the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes system. The Yotes don't have, like, a ton of really gifted players, in part because a lot of them have departed over the years. And uh, the Yotes themselves seem to be doing some kind of, like, financial and prospect tanking thing. I don't exactly know what their long-term plan is, but it definitely seems like if you're looking at a franchise that's about to get relocated, I think the Yotes would be the, the easiest candidate to choose. It seems like they're primed for a big market like, say, Houston. And it's not entirely clear when such a relocation would happen, but it definitely seems like it's just a question of when now, maybe a couple of seasons here. I I think Arizona has basically worn out its welcome in the city of Glendale and wherever else it continues to operate. You know, they almost got locked out of Gila River Arena just a couple of days ago, so it's been a pretty embarrassing season. They've had a number of different scandals over the years. The Yotes are just a really dysfunctional organization, and I think... If any team really needs a fresh start, it's Arizona. Given their financial situation and the fact that some of their top players are basically in their primes right now and probably deserve to be playing on, like, actual contenders, I I think Chikrin would actually make the most sense for a team like the Jets. Winnipeg right now is kind of in a funny spot because a lot of their offseason acquisitions probably price them out of bringing in a guy like Chikrin, but if the Jets want to move some salary out, maybe find a way to make a gap there, I I think... Chickerin for me is a kind of player that I'd be willing to give up some really top end prospects and picks for if you made a package of a couple of firsts or something and then maybe uh, a mid-tier or even I would say like a minus kind of prospect in that package plus some salary. I I think the Jets could potentially land one of their main blue liners of the uh, of the present and future. Chickerin is at the age where he can be an immediate big minute contributor. I think the stuff that he does in transition, and certainly at all situations, makes him an incredibly valuable asset, and he fits a lot of what the Jets are missing right now, and best of all, he signed for three more years at, what, like $4.5 per season? That's an incredibly good bargain contract, and it gives the Jets significant financial freedom to do other stuff should they be able to make him fit. If like a Veselainen or a Gustafsson or a similar caliber prospect was included in the package, I still think I would do it. It would make a lot of sense for Winnipeg to go after somebody like Chikrin. If it was like a Perfetti kind of player, I don't think I would be really on board with something like that. And certainly trading Heinola for me, also not really something I would be super interested in. It'd be one thing if either of those prospects weren't really at the level of being pro ready, maybe if they were a couple of years away, but both of those guys are, are more than likely to have a really major NHL impact. And I think, you know, in the right roles, Heinola and Perfetti will both thrive. So I'd prefer not to turn to them immediately. If a package were to come along that would make sense where either of them got moved, I could see an argument in favor. Obviously, if you're swapping out, you know, for a bona fide NHL uh stud D, it is gonna be pretty expensive. So there aren't many players or, or prospects that I would consider untouchable on the Jets roster. But you know, for as much as humanly possible, I'd like for the Jets to move other assets first before they turn to some of the uh the big blue chippers because both of the blue chips that they currently have, I really think are primed for very high-end NHL roles. The problem with all of this is that I just don't think financially the Jets are in a great position to make this deal. Trade asset wise, I think the Jets are in a great position, but when it comes to actually fitting him under the cap and looking at a lot of the upcoming contract extensions they have to deal with, and certainly some of the existing money on the books, not to mention Schmidt and uh, Dylan arriving as well, it's a little bit of a tight squeeze. And then you have to factor in Pierre-Luc Dubois being due for a pretty significant raise, and if you ask me, he's going to be looking at like $8 million-ish probably, maybe seven and a half if the Jets are lucky. So there's a lot of salary the Jets have committed, and it's obvious that guys like Cop are going to be players who are on the outs and, and certainly moving on. But if the Jets could find a way to make Chikrin actually work on the cap side of things, yeah, I mean, the Jets, I think, have one of the most appealing uh, trade pools out there for a player of Chikrin's caliber. There are a few other teams that I could very much see um, rivaling or even exceeding what the Jets can offer, Colorado being one such destination but I don't know that Colorado is really looking for a guy like that. I think their blue line right now, as it is, is pretty darn stout, even if it's not playing quite up to the potential that it could. L.A. could also be a really good destination for Chikrin, a a very logical landing spot, and certainly the Kings have a massive pool of assets, quite a bit of cap space to work with, and a young team that he would get tons of minutes on, so you know, there's very much a clear fit there. And honestly, the Kings they might be closer to becoming a more regular playoff appearance team than I think a lot of people are expecting. So if Chirkin really is available on the trade market, I think just about every team should at least be, bare minimum, inquiring about what the price is. Do your due diligence, and that includes Winnipeg. I think the Jets would be a prime candidate for uh, at least one of the top five teams that could make this deal. I don't know that they would actually be in a great position to make it work and fit, but if the Jets wanted to do it, I would be super down. Part of the reason is that this team definitely needs some mobility, and I think the team that they're going to be playing on Friday, the Washington Capitals, are a great example of what that back-end mobility can do for a team, especially a team like Washington that's frankly getting a little bit on the older side. I have some actual thoughts about that game that we'll discuss in just a little bit. But before then, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Stat Hero and their really big fantasy matchups this week. We've got veterans versus rookies, including Nick Benino versus Alex Newhook, Mark Stone versus Kadeel Kaprizov, Kyle Palmieri versus Tage Thompson, and Jeff Petrie versus Nick Hag. Wondering what all the fuss is about? About Stat Hero? Listen on. When it comes to fantasy sports, setting your lineup, managing your team rosters, making trades, and keeping up with real-world sports events to manage your team can be a daunting workload. You see, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. The craziest part? Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes, you decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be, one on one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Don't forget to use promo code hockey for a 100% match on your very first deposit. Stathero.com slash hockey. Again, stathero.com slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are continuing on with some discussions about Winnipeg's current state and uh, their next opponent, which is going to be the Washington Capitals. This is a team that's going to give the Jets fits in my mind. I I think with how Winnipeg has been playing over the past couple of weeks... Um, the really lackluster effort that we saw against Buffalo and the projected lineups. I'm just having a difficult time seeing the Jets getting through this easily. I will say that uh, Maurice is actually going back to Connor, uh, Dubois, and Zvechnikov, which it's really overdue. This is a move that should have happened ages ago. And while it is a, a welcome sight to see, I do have to ask why it wasn't done sooner. This team has struggled to score goals. Um, offensively, they're creating some chances, but it's not really consistent. And when you had such a good line before, arguably Winnipeg's top line, I don't really understand what the thinking was in separating them. I I get that Wheeler, they wanted to give him like twenty minutes a night and give him top six billing, but if something is working, you're winning tons of games, you're actually dominating some opponents and some very good teams. Why break up a a really good thing? I I don't understand it. Oftentimes, when Maurice is forced to turn to new lineups because of injuries, he actually comes across much better teams. It's kind of how the 2017-2018 roster aligned to form an absolute juggernaut. But, you know, had the injuries not happened that year, would we have seen a team that was really primed for a cup run? I don't know. I don't know if this sort of uh, logic is going to apply to this team either. I think the lineups are are certainly better than what we've seen over the past few games, Um, at least the projected one for Winnipeg is. But the thing with the Caps that I think makes them so dangerous is that right now they have a very limited roster, and that roster plays a really up-tempo, very aggressive forechecking game. They know that they're definitely down a lot of skill. You know, Kuzi is out with uh, COVID protocol. They've lost a number of wingers and players over the past couple of weeks. It's been a bit of an injury mess, not unlike what the Pens went through earlier this year. Despite all of this, the Caps just continue to accrue points however they can, even if their OT record is absolutely atrocious. Their ability to outscore a lot of their own defensive deficiencies and some of their issues with goaltending or even the lack of roster depth truly is miraculous. I mean, this is a Caps team that honestly sits near the top or at the top of the the metro division and it's definitely not a fluke this is a real deal team and I think one of the things the Jets are really going to struggle with is trying to make zone exits you know Winnipeg often has this habit of throwing the puck either up along the walls or passing through the center of the slot right in front of Hellebuck and that central channel which is often uh, picked off by a lot of faster skaters I think the Jets just don't really know how to work around that for some reason. In watching the Caps against Chicago the other night, yeah, I know that they lost in overtime, but during regulation and stuff, you could easily see just how aggressive the Caps closed down space. They really loved picking off passes that were down the middle, and if Chicago had a loose puck up, the, uh, up that central slot area, there was immediately either a, a Caps forward or a defender who jumped in, grabbed the puck, and created an odd man situation. So this is not a team that you can just sort of casually pass and try to play out of the back especially with a team like Winnipeg that does not do that all that well. This, for me, is a very clear red flag. When Winnipeg gets sloppy or casual, passing the puck up the middle, oftentimes it turns into goals against. This team does not really have a lot of room to make a single mistake. This is, of course, before we even get to the power play, which just continues to click along. This Caps PP unit is absolutely lethal. It has lots of good puck movement, it has very mobile skaters, and it also has Ovechkin. Ovechkin's having a career season, and against the Jets, he always seems to perform. So I'd expect for him to have a couple of goals, at least a handful of points. The Jets, they're going to have a really tough assignment. And I think something that also sticks out with this team is just how mobile their back end is and how skilled it is. You know, John Carlson always gets the attention and love, but, you know, the most valuable defender on that team for me continues to be Dmitry Orlov, Orloff has always been one of my favorite skaters to watch. I think he's a phenomenal attacker. I think his defensive positioning and awareness is top tier. And he does have occasional brain farts here and there, but overall, his game is so good and he's so confident on the puck that it just makes everything really click for the Caps. He's great in possession. He's great in transition. He spearheads counters. He has wonderful breakout ability. Orlov is just a really complete player, and he's also not afraid to throw his weight around. This guy is a very smart defender, and he's also pretty physical. He understands how to use positioning and uh, his spatial awareness to really make him a complete, well-rounded two-way D. He is what I think, you know, the the Jets could be getting if they were to trade for, like, a Chikrin or something. I I know that it's not likely, but this is the kind of player the Jets are sorely lacking right now. A Jacob Truba slash Dmitry Orlov type who's really confident on the puck, who's defensively resolute, You know, I I love Schmidt, but he's not really that kind of player, and I think it does show occasionally, or, well, frequently more than likely, I would say. uh, You know, he and Morrissey, not exactly defensive stalwarts together. But at the bare minimum, they're exchanging defense for tons of scoring ability, so I guess I can't complain too much. But, you know, a Chikrin slash Orlov type, one of these kinds of players on the Jets would probably be a bit of a game-changer. I mean, it would reset the pairings and give Winnipeg considerable offensive ability on the back end. And when facing teams like the Caps who can pressure space very effectively and close down a lot of your skating route exits or any of your passing lanes, that back end mobility and stability is really critical. And I think it's something the Jets are still missing. Even with the additions this year, it's still an issue. So hopefully the Jets can kind of find a way to work around it uh, this coming Friday. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. This Caps team, they're legit, and they are scary. I mean, they're they're one of the top teams out there, and even this half Hershey Bears team just finds ways to produce. If the Jets slip up just a little bit, they're in trouble. So let's hope that they actually put on a good show and at least give us something that we don't have to boo. I've been mentioning some stuff here that alludes to kind of future additions and stuff, and, you know, I kind of wanted to transition to one other thing to close us out. I wanted to go through our, like, Advent Calendar series and add one more entry that I think would be a fun one, This is a player that's actually going to be joining the the Jets pretty soon, I would imagine. He, again, like an Orlov or a Shikrin kind of player, would add significant dimensions to the Jets, and you'll find out who this young player is in just a moment. Before then, though, I thought all of you bearded listeners should hear about Primal Origin Oils and why they should be your number one grooming choice for all of your beard care needs. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight's episode with some thoughts on our Advent Calendar series. We are adding another entry, and this one is for Cole Perfetti. And uh, if you've listened to me talk about Perfetti before, you know that he is probably one of my favorite ever-drafted Jets prospects. There's something about this kid that I think is just a cut above everyone else the Jets have drafted. You know, the, the first thing that immediately sticks out, he's a genius on the puck. And off the ice, it actually seems like he's a very studious kid. Um, He seems intelligent, well-spoken, he's well-mannered, his work ethic seems like it's very high, he constantly has a drive to improve, and his adaptability to to really make a great run at his early pro career has me thinking that for, for Perfetti, the sky is kind of the limit with him. When he fell to the Jets in the draft, I think it was in 2020, I was kind of astounded. I didn't really expect Winnipeg to get their hands on such a good prospect. He was taken 10th overall, and obviously, you know, at that pick, you're kind of expecting a very good prospect, but maybe not like an A-tier elite franchise player. And yet Perfetti, by all accounts, has sort of developed his game and frankly continues to look more and more like an absolute stud. I, I think he has NHL superstar written all over him. He's one of the most exciting prospects in the game. I think his ability to think at a high level, his increased mobility his incredibly lethal release, his passing, his vision, his ability to project play before it even happens. I mean, everything that he does is just at a level above most other NHLers. And I think once he sort of works on his skating and adds an extra level to his stride, I, I really think the Jets are going to have one of the smartest, most talented and skilled players they've ever picked, drafted, or signed. I mean, this guy just has everything you want. And I think once he makes the Jets... Winnipeg's going to be a genuine force to be reckoned with. As it is right now, the Jets are still pretty good, but they have room for improvement, and that's true at forward, too. You know, they've got a couple of spots that I think could really use an upgrade. And Perfetti is the kind of player that I'd really be looking to bring in. Actually, scratch that. Better than what the Jets would probably bring in, and by, like, a country mile. They could trade for so many players, and I don't think any of them would be on the level that Perfetti is. I mean, he's just a phenomenal prospect, but moreover, he looks like a true professional and an elite young attacker. Now, there is question about whether he would be a center at this level or not. I think that's what the Jets want from him. He could easily slot in behind Dubois and Shifley and essentially give the Jets, like, three top-line centers, which, if the Jets were to have that kind of talent, they could pretty much run out their lines very evenly, and I think they would be sensationally good. Perfetti seems like the kind of player who can definitely elevate the status of his line mates and make them play even better. He's a genius on the puck. I think he has everything that I want in a, a modern NHL playmaker. And as his game continues to grow and develop, I really think Cole has all of the, uh, all of the hallmarks of a player who will become something of a franchise legend. I don't know if it's going to happen necessarily, but all of the early signs are pointing in the direction of the Jets maybe having the most talented player they've ever drafted. If that doesn't get you excited about his potential in future, I really don't know what else to say. Perfetti, for me, is very clearly the most skilled player the Jets have drafted, and that's saying a lot because Winnipeg makes some really good draft picks, especially in the top rounds. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Cole, though. Be sure to let me know what you think about Perfetti and where you see him eventually slotting in. Do you think he'll be an immediate fix for what ails the Jets, especially offensively? Or do you think Winnipeg should be more patient with him? Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For now, though, that is going to be uh, all the time that we have on tonight's episode. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!